Sparkin' Conversations, a podcast for electricians, hosted by an electrician. The Electrical Association is committed to keeping electricians in the know about the latest developments in the industry. Experts will be on to help answer the tough questions, talk shop, and give tips to make your jobs work. Greetings. I would like to welcome you to another podcast presentation of Spark and Conversation by the Electrical Association. I'm Mike Miller, your host. I would like to thank you for choosing this Electrical Association podcast for one of your sources of information for things going on in the electrical trade. I would also like to extend a special thanks to Federated Insurance for being our sponsor of this and many activities of the Electrical Association. Today, our presentation features an individual who works at Summit Academy. I would like to welcome Amanda Hardy, Employment Engagement Manager at Summit Academy. Amanda, please give our listeners some details about your life and educational experiences and your current role with Summit Academy as an Employment Engagement Manager. Wonderful. Well, first off, I would like to say thank you to you, Mike, and Katie Grams and the Electrical Association for the opportunity to share more about Summit Academy. So personally, I grew up in Wisconsin and went to school at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. I earned my bachelor's degree in organizational communication. It's basically just a fancy term for human resources. And then after college, I went to work for a staffing company for about four years. From there, I moved on to working for a higher educational institution here in the Twin Cities, and I did academic advising for that organization for about five to seven years. Through those experiences, I gained a passion for career services, really helping that individual take the next step to landing a job after they graduated. So back in 2001, I began working for Summit Academy as a career success coach, helping IT students find jobs in their designated career field. In July of last year, I was actually promoted to the employer engagement manager. So now my role is really centered on building relationships with employers who are looking to hire our students. I also work to plan our career events and our mock interview and hiring fair opportunities as well. Wow. It sounds like you've had your hands full since school. Most definitely. Yes. (laughs) Great. Well, Amanda, I had the opportunity to check out your website at Summit Academy and was certainly impressed with what I saw. Uh, I commend the school for such an excellent job. A lot of people, they put the website up and they don't really concentrate on how intense it can be and how it can really tell your story. You've done a great job there. So it certainly gives the viewer a great deal of information. And obviously, this organization is fulfilling some educational needs, I would say probably more than some. Uh, Please tell us what the Summit Academy is and how their educational efforts fit into today's scholastic picture. Definitely. So Summit Academy OIC has actually been in operation since the mid-90s, 1996 actually. So we are an accredited nonprofit career and technical education institute located in North Minneapolis. Uh, We primarily prepare our graduates for entry-level positions in several high-demand fields, which includes construction, uh, electrical included in that, IT, and medical administration. We also primarily serve individuals who are low-income, who basically fall at or below the poverty line. 
And our goal is really to help those individuals who would not normally get a chance at a post-secondary education due to the cost associated with such programs at other institutions. Um, so our, really, our goal is really helping those that are underprivileged, help them achieve a degree and education so that they can really further themselves and their families. Boy, what a, a noble cause. You know, it's uh, it's nice to see that there are such places that are doing exactly that because it seems like the underprivileged are turning into be not a minority, but in some cases equal to the majority. And that's kind of tough. I, I really look at that as a, a great service you're providing. I have a quick question. What does OIC stand for? Yes, it stands for Opportunities Industrialization Centers. And there is actually a network of these OIC centers across America. Our former CEO, Lewis King, was actually is actually the president now of all of the OICs of America, basically. So there's a network of us kind of around the country. Well, I knew it had to be something rather detailed, and it sounds like you're under some, some good management leadership there. So as we move along, Amanda, let's get into some of the driving forces behind Summit Academy. Financial support is obviously one of the cornerstones to the school's success. Considering a student's journey through Summit Academy, what financial inputs are they expected to come up with and what is available to them through the grants and scholarship and other resources? Yeah, so Summit Academy is actually pretty unique in this regard in that the programs that we offer to students are no cost. So they don't pay a single cent to come to Summit Academy. So what that means is our programs are largely supported by grant and donor funding sources. Students do fill out financial aid to determine if they are eligible for any state or Pell Grant funding, but they do not take out any educational loans to cover the cost of their education at Summit. Well, you know, when you say that, the first thing that runs by my mind is, my gosh, they don't have to come up with any input other than possibly some Pell Grants and other types of uh, independent funding of themselves. You must have a line as long as the, the school building waiting to get in. We, we do in some for some of our programs, electrical being one of them, but in some of our other programs, it's a little bit more challenging to enroll students, but we have a great admissions team working on enrolling students in our programs. Well, you know, I, I just think that's great that this country can do that for people because we sure get a black eye when you look at the news sometimes about how our country is dropping the ball on those that need it the most. And I'm really just really pleased to hear that you're at, your organization is making a pretty valiant effort to make sure that happens. That's great. Uh, next question I'd like to just run by you. In this turbulent economic picture of our country, which we're dealing with, which is seems more turbulent every day we turn on the news, is there any fear that government support for your institution will not be available in the future be, or be significantly reduced? Another great question. we feel pretty confident that the government support for our education and our skills attainment will remain strong, especially since there's a great need for talent development in this region. We also know that as baby boomers retire, that trend will continue to accelerate. And we expect that 
maintaining a strong, healthy, and skilled workforce will continue to be a top priority for both government and businesses alike. As I mentioned before, Summit is also supported by generous donors. We couldn't do what we do without a mix of philanthropic and government support. Um, so if any of your listeners want to support Summit, we would welcome that conversation. Well, I, I certainly would hope they would. I, it's certainly something that it's the best bang for your buck as far as uh, philanthropy. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. Hopefully, hopefully they're listening today and can help you out on something like that. Uh, one other quick question that kind of you, you'd mentioned earlier, you, you have an electrical program. I, I know we were going to visit about that. And at this point in time, I just like to put my two cents worth in as an electrician. I am definitely. One. And, uh, this is something that to me, as you probably are well aware, even as keenly more than myself, is the fact that the demand for electricians is off the charts right now in the long term. Of course, we're having some short-term layoffs here and there, but the fact of the matter is with renewable energy being such a, a demand for personnel right there, uh, the energy source build out the, the electric vehicle market that's going to eventually uh, overload the existing electrical infrastructure. I look at that and think, wow, you are on the cusp of what's going to be the future. And I, I can't imagine where you would ever have problems filling your classes with that. But it's just a comment I, I just wanted to share with you that I think it's important. I think a lot of people feel like we are, you're doing a job for us. You're putting people out there. And of course, we understand they're not going to be licensed, registered electricians when they come out, but they're certainly got the, the building blocks under the belt to go ahead and get that journeyman or master license. And boy, that's such a, a blessing. I, I got to say, I appreciate it. So that, you, that being said, I, I want to move on to our next question. Uh, in a typical school year, Amanda, how many students are attending classes at Summit Academy? Yeah. So basically at any given time, we have about 300 students enrolled across all of our programs at Summit Academy. Based off of our last year's fiscal data, so for fiscal year 2022, we graduated about 100 electrical students throughout the year. And we are a year-long school, so we run year-round. So we don't have a, a summer break. Basically, every 10 weeks, we are graduating a new group of students, including from our electrical program. That's pretty good. Well, well, let me ask you this, Amanda. Obviously, you must be spread out and not on just one campus, but you have people shadowing and you have people traveling here and there to do some of their coursework or is it all handled all at one particular location? So we do have two locations. We actually, our main building is off of Olson Memorial Highway in Minneapolis, and that's primarily where our construction and medical administration programs are housed. And then we do have a separate campus just up the road a little bit, about a mile, where our IT programs are housed. So again, all of our construction programs are primarily housed out of one campus. I see. Okay, that, that's kind of nice to keep it close together. We certainly can have some student interaction that I think is pretty valuable part of education in the first place as well. Okay, so moving on to another question that I thought about a while ago, and that stands for, is in education, we often hear higher learning institutions comparing student to teacher ratios, which, boy, that's sometimes a real 
real criteria for judging the quality and abilities of a, an educational facility. But how does Summit Academy fare out when considering these kind of ratios? And I realize that not all classes are the same, but I asked this question about an average value is what I'm kind of looking for here. Definitely. So our teacher to student ratio is an average of one to 10 across all of our programs at Summit. Our classroom capacity is actually one to 25, but that again varies on program interest, enrollment, and things like that. Especially for our trades programs, such as electrical and the hands-on learning that goes with it, we are designed to have a lower student to teacher ratio. So again, that averages about one to 10 across all of our programs. You know, that's doable. I, I've seen it in education. You probably have too, where you get over 25, the one to more than 25. And it just seems like we're a number and not a, a live student in that class. And that, that's good. I, I think you could do your best with the smaller ratios. Of course, that's going to really help. So next thing, we'd just kind of quiz you on, see what's going on. Does Summit Academy partner with any other educational facilities to round out their offerings to students? Not at this time. We may see students that will go on to pursue additional education outside of Summit Academy after they've graduated from one of our programs, but that's usually on their own accord. Okay. So if I were an IT student, for example, what kind of trade am I, am I going to go to work as a standalone IT specialist or do I typically join a team that's already in business? How does that work? Yeah, typically for our IT students, a lot of them will go to work for managed service providers. So they'll work for a larger organization, usually as like a help desk technician or in a more entry-level role to gain that experience. You know, I, I, I bet you just smile when you think about all of the, the success stories that come out of Summit Academy, thinking nobody, unless they're not even trying, goes without getting a job within a, a short period of time after they met their 10-week requirement. Indeed. It's very exciting for us to hear those success stories, especially when we know our students have overcome some really great challenges to have gotten that far, to have obtained their education at Summit, and then to land that job. It really it makes us swell with with pride and excitement because that's really what we're here for. That's fabulous. Well, next thing we just take a look at the future. I always love to ask every guest I interview, where do you see Summit Academy in the next three years down the road? Great question. I would sum it up in one word, growth. Um, so in the next number of years, we really hope to graduate an average of 2,000 students per year throughout all of our programs. Um, we're also continuing to review our educational offerings to really keep up with our industry needs and what the job market is is needing. And so we may even have new programs that come down the line as well. Well, that's pretty aggressive thinking. I, I think it can happen if everything you're telling me is like it is. It's got to get better. Amanda, one thing I just thought of also I'd just like to ask you about. We talked about the output, and that's, of course, the students coming off with some tremendous career opportunities in the trades. How about the teachers? Are, are, we, are we finding problems of acquiring qualified, good teachers you can afford? Not usually. We actually have a, a pretty good track record with, with hiring instructors, especially on our electrical side of, of things. We've had a lot of in electrical instructors and construction instructors that have been around Summit for a long, long time. 
It's good to hear. I, I, I'm glad you you were in that position because oftentimes qualified instructors are, are going for some rather serious uh, wages and you've, I guess you've got to pony up if you want to keep what you've got and improve. That's great to hear that you're not hurting there because I've talked to some educational entities that have actually struggled a little bit. They have tremendous uh, input of students, but they're struggling to find qualified instructors. Well, I'm glad you met that hurdle and survived. So moving on to the next one, is there any limitation as to who's eligible to attend Summit Academy? Or better yet, what's the general criteria for enrollment? So for our career and technical education programs at Summit, including our electrical program, individuals have to have earned at least a high school diploma or GED in order to enroll in one of those programs. We do have a GED program offering as well, and those individuals simply need to be 17 years of age or older. However, we don't have any exclusions to enrolling based off of income level or status. We really accept anybody based off of their income level, again, as long as they've met those other requirements. And then as part of the enrollment process, students do actually take some testing, which usually requires knowledge of math, reading, and writing, just so that we can get a general understanding of the level of experience that they have coming into our programs and to make sure that they are ready to enroll in our programs because they are time intensive, and again, we want to just set those students up for success. Sure, great. You know, I, I know we, earlier we'd visit a little bit about the, your electrician and your construction program for, and how it's a twenty-week program. So, is it difficult for students to obtain employment with contractors, or are they just kind of shifted around as helpers, or do they actually find a permanent home with a lot of them? Yeah, another great question. So a lot of our students will oftentimes start out in a, a variety of roles. We've seen our students go into various electrical manufacturing roles with companies like Delcor, Design Ready Controls. We also see a lot of our students going, going into the solar industry, which again, as you've stated before, Mike, it's, it's a very booming industry right now with renewable energy. And so we see a lot of individuals going into that solar side of things. Again, that's most typical. We do have some students who will obtain employment directly with an electrical contractor, but we see that there are challenges with that um, in getting those types of roles because of the journeyman to apprentice ratio that there is and that need to be appropriately supervised. So that is a challenge that some of our students do experience. I'm aware of that. that. That's that ratio thing. It's good and it sometimes it holds people back, but I think it's necessary to ensure that they're getting a quality education on the job, which is part of their their position, I guess. But uh, interesting that um, you're aware of that. I'm glad you are because it's it's nice to know that you're putting out people that are available to contractors that could actually find a real home for them. That's one of the things a contractor I always would like to do. It's even if you have to pay more, it's better to find a person you can train and keep rather than the, the the traveler that likes to move from this company to that company, which is certainly not a bad thing. It's just nice to know that you can do that and you have people available in that position. So, Amanda, one thing I like to ask our, our podcast guests is this, and is there any current news items from your organization you'd like to share with our listeners today? 
Yeah, so Summit actually recently built a virtual reality room, and we are really hoping to utilize VR as a way of expanding our teaching experiences for our students, giving them exposure to real-life scenarios that they wouldn't otherwise be able to experience within the classroom. That sounds impressive. Virtual reality, that's what it's all about in some people's minds. But uh, moving on to the next thing where we'd like to visit with you about, a question about some of our listeners may be curious about, I think, and that's if an individual were interested in learning more about a, a programs and facilities and seeing you in action, or maybe looking for information about hiring, how would they get go about doing that? Most definitely. So if you are interested in hiring our students or learning more about our programs and what we have to offer, individuals can contact me, Amanda Hardy, directly. My phone number is 612-278-5272. Otherwise, you can always visit our website at saoic.org to learn more about our programs or you can always contact our main phone line at 612-377-0150. Well, you've certainly made that easy to sound to get in touch with you. Amanda, your position responsibilities are extremely interesting. That's been most kind of you to share your views and perspectives of what Summit Academy is doing to educate those in need of those you serve. And so another program draws to a close. I would like to thank our guest, Amanda Hardy, for taking time out of her busy schedule to share with our listeners information about Summit Academy. Thank you, Amanda. Are there any final messages you'd like to leave with our guests and listeners? I just want to say thank you again for the opportunity to share about Summit Academy. This has been really fun for me. Um, I also just want to say that I'm really grateful to all of you who are listening for your hard work and dedication to keeping the trades industry alive and, and going. Okay, Amanda. Well, thanks again. I'd like to thank our executive producer, Katie Grams, for her work behind the scenes to make this podcast happen. Also, a big thank you to Federated Insurance, who sponsored this presentation. With that, I wish you all safe travel until we can join again for another Electrical Association Sparkin' Conversations. I'm Mike Miller, your host. Good day. Sparkin' Conversations was a production of the Electrical Association. For more information, visit www.electricalassociation.com.